wolfproofing.net. The Las Vegas Raiders were many people's off-season dark horse. The team brought in Josh McDaniels from New England as well as acquiring multiple Pro Bowlers in Chandler Jones and Devontae Adams. Despite the roster overhaul, Vegas remains winless. Bad news for the team's playoff hopes. Only six teams in modern NFL history have made the postseason after an own 3 start. And when you look at the rest of the AFC, it doesn't look like it's getting any easier. I'm Dan Patrick. From the Jethro's Barbecue Studios, now featuring Happy Mondays with two-for-one Happy CBD Cocktails. This is Des Moines Sports Station, 106.3 KXNO. For 75 years, NCMIC has been doing the right thing for its customers, employees, and the community. Now, here's Miller and Condon. On Des Moines Sports Station 106.3 KXNO. Bottom of the hour, Nick Oson covers Iowa State, CycloneAlert.com. He will join us. Minister Monday night will join us with his opinion on Dallas and the New York football giants tonight. That's Monday night football. Bama Bob joins us this time each and every Monday. We recap what we just witnessed over the weekend in college football. Hello, Bama. How are you? I'm doing great, Ken. And I might have some breaking news. I was talking oh, to Trent. And oh. He says he's ready to talk ACC football. Let's go alphabetical today. I'm ready for it. I got hot takes on Holy the ACC. Mackerel. What, so what did I you mean, what did you watch you that let us down this path? <laughs> well, I want to talk about Miami. Ooh. What was that garbage well, in front of dozens of people to lose to Middle Tennessee State? No camp, no stadium on campus, Trent. The Middle Tennessee State coach makes less than Nigel Pack. <laughs> The game State player who's now off yeah. to Miami. That's wild. I mean, Miami gets back in the game, and then they give up a 98-yard touchdown. It, it, a 69-yard touchdown, a 98-yard 98, touchdown. 79, and 69. Not too bad, huh? Not too bad. England Chisholm, DJ England Chisholm. Two catches, 169 yards, two touchdowns. I think he was a, I think he was a singer. Middle Tennessee State. <laughs> Unbelievable. Bama, your <laughs> thoughts on the U. It's 70s folk singer, right? Oh, that was England Dan. The England Dan, that's who it was, yeah. <laughs> there you go. And John well, Ford just, Coley or something. John Ford Coley, exactly right. Now that we board our listeners. <laughs> yeah. um, you know, it's just, listen, it's really hard for me to just really jump right into the ACC because usually Condon, you know, just right. kind of sets the you know, hard and fast rule. But uh, I'm kind of with him on that. That was – and. I love Stockstill, the, the coach from Middle mm-hmm. Tennessee. He put on Twitter, he goes, listen, you know, this was a butt kicking. Yeah. There's no, you know, yeah. we didn't come in here. This wasn't a fluke. I mean, he just basically called it what it was, and mm-hmm. Cristobal has owned it. And, um, yeah, that was, that was just one of those games where you're, like you said, I mean, the stadium was maybe a quarter full mm-hmm. and most of those, you know, had gone. It, it's just a tough go down there right now because, like you said, they don't have a, an on-campus stadium. They have no room for an on-campus right. stadium. I don't think they'll ever have one. And uh, this is just a program that is just, you know, kind of a had a nice little 10-year run out of nowhere. And, and you know, I think it's just going to fade. But that that was that was ugly. That was, you know, that was App State A&M ugly. And we saw how A&M kind of rebounded. So we'll see what happens with the U. But, um, I mean, if I'm in the ACC, I'm starting with that really good game again. Clemson and Wake Forest. Couldn't agree with a, you more. That was good. That was a that was a great game. Um, and I give all. I know. Listen, they're not handing out juice boxes. I get it, but 
I thought uh, Hartman was great in that game. Um, I was really surprised that Wake Forest was able to move the ball up and down on Clemson's defense because mm-hmm. that is a legit – I thought it was a legit defense. How many touchdowns did Hartman end up throwing? Five? Uh, five, I think. Um, a bunch of them. Let me look. Yeah, six. Six. Yeah, six. Now, I think that might include the overtime. Oh, uh, sure, yeah. But, yeah, you know, but still, okay, you know, 337 yards, six touchdowns, no picks against uh, against Clemson. That's pretty good. Uh, DJ played his best game in the Clemson mm-hmm. uniform by far, mm-hmm. five touchdowns. Now, again, he's not going against the 85 Bears, but that was that was a good win. That, that was a really entertaining football game, and um, I know it's not, you know, really ACC, but, you know, good, good for Marcus Freeman and Notre Dame yeah. getting the win over North Carolina, and then, you know, we still got a ways to go, but Florida State four and zero guys. I mean, BC that, that was, was impressive. That was impressive. BC's not great, but forty four to fourteen, and not coincidentally, a sold out Doak Campbell Stadium, and that's a stadium that if this team ever gets good again, can really bring the noise. Uh, that you know, back in the day, that was a oh really my. tough place to play. So uh-huh. that's a. Uh, you know, they've got some good ones coming up, and and uh, you know maybe Clemson. NC State games like that, that all of a sudden, you know, FSU being back in the picture, I think is a really good thing for college football. All right, let's get the show back on course and let's move <laughs> from the ACs. But, I, you know, I think we might even start there next week because North Carolina State, uh, Clemson. All right, no, that's, that's pushing our week. No, no, no. Yeah, that's pushing our I life. gave you the week. Yeah, all right, all that's right. fair. No, that's the game of the week next it week. It is. It's a big no, spot, I no doubt so. about it. So let's go to the Big Ten. Uh, and I'm glad we didn't talk about Duke in that last segment because we should talk about that when we get to the Big 12 because it's more of a Kansas story. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, so let's go to the Big Ten. Trent, your takeaways from the Big Ten was what? Phil Flex got a team. He does, doesn't he? Go up there to East Lansing, Michigan State, obviously smarting after the loss to Washington mm-hmm. and, and lo- losing in bad fashion, and they just absolutely controlled both sides of the line of scrimmage. They were the tougher team. They were the better team. Tanner Morgan with Soraka, yeah, that's working out it's incredibly a, it, what well. What a difference that's made, right? Huge. I mean, he, he was bad the last yes. two years, and now he's back to being the guy we saw in 2019. This is a different Minnesota team. There's physicality. Mm-hmm. It's not just all the fluff of Phil Fleck. This is a real football team. Not only are they the favorite. I mean, if you can get any kind of plus money right now for them to win the West, mm. wouldn't you have to take it? Oh, you have to. I agree with you. I mean, I, I'd be willing to probably lay minus 125 right now. They're that much better than everybody else. That was eye-opening, not just to win, but to win in that fashion. Mm. Well, November's going to be a telling month for them. they got a chance to win a pig and an axe. Uh, so we'll see how that goes. Uh, so, Bama, let's... Uh uh, well, you're, if you don't have one, you need the other one. <laughs> <laughs> you do. Uh, look, uh, Ohio State just manhandled wow. Wisconsin. That was uh, uh, that was something to behold. Um, that was maybe my biggest takeaway from the Big Ten this week. Minnesota, you hit it on the head, Trent. Michigan and Maryland, uh, to uh, his younger brother, Good played game. very well until he got hurt. Your thoughts on the Big Ten, Bama? What was your takeaway? Yeah, it leads with Minnesota, Trent hit on it. I mean, again, to go into East Lansing and win the way they did, and the running back is back, Ibrahim. Mm-hmm. I mean, he is, he makes a world of difference. He makes that team much better. They had over 100 yards on the ground. Uh, you know, give your uh, Hawkeyes a little bit of credit. I thought that was kind of a sneaky, not trap game, but, you know, just sort of a, you know, Rutgers not a sexy opponent, uh, good team, better team, I'll put it that way, than they have been in the past. And, uh, you know, I look, you come out of there with a win. You can call it ugly, call it whatever you want. Uh, but you know, bottom line is they they get they get the win in the conference opener. Um, I, I thought Maryland was really good. I'm with you. And, and listen, they fumbled the opening kickoff, and Michigan scores within what right. six, six yeah. seconds on the yeah. first play. So they kind of handed them 
the points there. There was something else that happened. I think it was a pick six or something else where they just kind of handed them, uh, maybe at the end of the half, they just kind of handed them some points again. And I thought they really slugged it out. I think Mike Loxley's doing a good thing there. It's just going to be, you know, uh, how bad is Tagovailoa and and then how what do they have next, I guess, for Maryland? Because he is kind of the sort of the difference for them right now. Uh, I think he is – he's not – I think you know, I remember who the, the the broadcaster was. He's nobody's little brother. Is basically what mm, is that right? Own, well put. He's his own. Yeah, wow. he's his own guy, and he's he's. I think he's a legitimate uh, power five quarterback. And I they came in there and they they caused Michigan's problems, guys. I mean, they they did. And and I don't know where I give more credit to Maryland than other than everybody looking at the spread, going, oh, well, what's wrong with Michigan? I don't think anything's wrong with Michigan necessarily. I just think that. I think Maryland might be better than what we thought, but uh, other than that, not a whole lot to take out of the Big Ten this this week. Um, you know, Ohio State just looks like the class of that. Michigan, I think, probably a step below, and and then you know, like you said, in the West, Minnesota looks head and shoulders above anything that we've ever that we've seen to date out of the West. If they stay healthy, they are the team to beat. Yeah, in the West, couldn't agree with you more. Let's go to the Big Twelve, yep. TC. So uh, a couple of things. First, Texas Tech. Year number one, we've mm-hmm. talked this summer about the recruiting rankings that were incredibly high. I think for about a month they were number one in the country in recruiting. Now that was also because of volume. They had a lot more commitments there. But looks like maybe, just maybe, they got the right coach there early on and, and they're going to be somebody to be reckoned with going forward in the new Big 12 uh, when we get to that point. But the story, it's, it's Martinez. And that yeah. run yep. on third and 16, going 50 yards up the sideline, making plays. And the great thing is you're hearing more and more of these stories about what he dealt with in Nebraska, the negativity. It sounds like he is a great person. He's a guy that's really, really early, easy to root for. And, it's and to a fishbowl in Lincoln, Trent. Absolutely. And the negativity that's surrounded, great to see a young man that seems like a great person mm-hmm. having success. Joey McGuire, I'm glad you pointed him out, the head coach at Texas Tech. I guess he's a high school legend, right? Yes, absolutely. Yep. Uh, came up through that ranks that way, so you would think that he'll be able to get some kids there. It is Lubbock, I get it, but uh, um, yeah, one of the stories beating Texas and in the fashion they did it, I thought they gave it away when they missed the kick uh, at the end of uh, at the end of regulation, but they managed to find a way. K-State wins, and how about those Jayhawks, Bama? Oh, rock chalk, baby. Four and oh, and I mean, I watched a good bit of that game, and that was fun. Those, you mentioned Duke, okay? That, those, both those teams look legit to me. They, Duke looks better. They got some guys on defense. They got some big guys up front on defense, but really the story of the, I mean, it's just, it's Daniels. I mean, that yes. kid is, I mean, he is electric. Mm-hmm. I think he could play. I don't know if he could start a quarterback for any team in the Big 12 because there's some good ones. But he could play on – he would be in anybody's starting 11 offensively, you know, whether you're going to make him a receiver or an H-back, whatever you want to do, because that guy is just absolutely electric with the football in his hands. He's their leading rusher, which worries you a little bit as you go further into the season. But they've got some receivers that can go up and go get it. And, I mean, he's just hard. He, I remember, again, I was watching a lot of that game, and they, you just – he puts pressure on the defense with his ball handling he is so good on that, on that read option. You just, you think he keeps it and he, he lets it go to, I mean, at the very last split second, um, you get him in space, you're just not going to bring him down. I mean, he's just too good 
to bring down. So, yeah, good good for them. And, man, is Iowa State walking into a buzzsaw, I think, this week <laughs> yeah. uh, in Lawrence. And, listen, you got to give Baylor credit, too. I didn't see that coming in the fashion that it did. That game wasn't really as close, I don't think, as the – you give Iowa State some credit for fighting back, but uh, Baylor might be a little better than, mm-hmm. than we thought. The quarterback's pretty good. Um, listen, they, they lose at BYU, no great sin there necessarily. But you're right. The story really is what Adrian Martinez did in Oklahoma. And he might have just dealt the death knell to the Big 12 in the playoff because I think Oklahoma was – I know Oklahoma State's still out there. Um, but, you know, and they're undefeated. What are they, ranked 9, 8, whatever they're going to be this week. I just – I don't know – I guess they can get into the playoff because they got enough left. But man, they just uh, that was that was a bad loss for the Big Twelve. But like you said, a great win I think for Adrian Martinez. And you're right, the stories are starting to kind of leak out now. What he was dealing with and he, how he and Frost were kind of kind of dealt with it together, and Frost really sticking by him. So give him you know give Frost a little credit for that. Uh, I think he recognized what he had and what a good kid he was, and he stuck with him maybe a little bit too long to his own detriment. But nobody's going to feel sorry for him and. Good for West Virginia. That West Virginia Virginia Tech game was really fun. I thought Thursday Thursday night. night and yeah, yeah, and good on West Virginia. They they played Virginia Tech and Pitt out of the ACC, which are just basically backyard rivals for them. So good for them for playing. Those are the kind of games we need to see more regional rivalries like that. But K State's a story, and uh, how about the state of Kansas? I mean, mm-hmm. really, just you know, the bellwether now for the Big Twelve. <laughs> After this week, a third of the way through the uh, season, yeah. uh, absolutely are. Uh, let's uh, where are we at? Uh, let's go to the Pac twelve, shall we? Uh, I thought it was a good weekend for Pac twelve football. I mean, other than Colorado, who's just a- a- atrocious, a laughing stock is bad. You know who? You know who they want to see? Who are we talking about earlier? Uh, Col- Wagner. Yeah, they need to see Wagner. Right. Colorado does <laughs> set that up for a bull death. <laughs> Destination. Right. Put those two teams together and see how that one plays out. Uh, your thoughts, Trent, on the Pac-12? Uh, USC got away with it again. Mm-hmm. They were not the better Turn side. The ball over. They were outplayed by Oregon State. So I'm watching on the legal stream that I sent to you guys. I don't yeah. know if either of you... You were probably sleeping I was that gone time. by yeah. then, yeah. I don't know, Bam, if you had a chance to click on it. All game long, USC's just nonstop holding because they couldn't block the Oregon State defensive line. There was not a penalty called. On USC throughout the game. I, I might have been spitting fire. It also might have completed a <laughs> underdog parlay that I had with K-State and Oregon State. Mm. That would have been a nice, nice payout there. So I was a little frustrated by that. USC got away with one, though. Oregon State was the better side Saturday night. Yeah, uh, there were some good games, Bama. Oregon-Washington State had a little... That was wild. 22 nothing run in three minutes. It's just incredible. Bo if you Nicks. like points, yeah, right? You got the full Bo Nix experience <laughs> in that game, man. I mean, you really did. And listen, good for them for coming back. 29 points in the fourth quarter. And that's one thing... You can say whatever you want about Knicks, and it's all been said down here. Yeah, believe me. It um, but the, the kid's tough. He grinds mm-hmm. it out. He's, he's, he's got confidence. He never loses his confidence. Um, and, you know, he fights till the end. And, and that's, you know, those are all intangibles. You know, you, at some point you've got to be able to, to throw and run the ball, and he can do that. It's just the decision-making. But that was a fun, wild game. Um, you know, how about the Huskies? I think the Huskies have something, guys. I, do I too. really do. Yep. With Penix, mm-hmm. uh, I watched a good bit of that game late. Um, I was I was afraid to click on when 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 Condon sends me an illegal link. I'm just a little <laughs> afraid to click on it. But you know, it's yeah. just one of those things. Uh, who's going to come knocking to your door? But I did see a bunch of highlights of that, and you're right. I mean, but look. I think you got to give USC a little credit defensively. They weren't the better team. They weren't maybe the most physical team, but 
Four interceptions, guys. I mean, again, they don't. Mm-hmm. It's just a winning formula. And I think Lincoln Riley, good. How many first-year coaches, when you come in, do you see where the teams, you know, they, they try to make changes? And, you know, I know it's different with the portal. And he's got he's got a quarterback, and he's got a stud receiver, okay? Mm-hmm. So that obviously helps. Don't, I'm not taking anything away from that. But the, it's it's the crazy things. It's the penalties. Now, you mentioned maybe they got away with a lot of them, Trent. I'll take mm-hmm. your word on that. Um, but the turnovers, I mean, four picks is four picks, guys. You just, that's, they don't turn the ball over and they take the ball away. So, I mean, if you're going to do that, I don't know what they are now, plus 14 through four games, that's winning football. Yeah. And good on Lincoln Riley for instilling that. Maybe some of it's luck because, you know, a fumble bounces the wrong way and back to you, who knows. But I just think that, I think at some point you have to start giving them a little bit of credit. So, um, Oregon State, I think it's going to be a pain. USC, I, I don't know where they are in the top four if they're a playoff team. Utah kind of got right against Arizona State's team's just another team just going nowhere. But uh, I just think I'm looking at the Huskies, man. I just think they got a little something there with Penix. And, you know, we're starting to maybe we question a little bit. Well, you know, obviously Michigan State wasn't the 11th-ranked team uh, when they beat them last week. But – all you can do is is they put up 45, 52, 39, and 40 points. They go on the road to UCLA this week. Then they got Arizona State, Arizona Cal. Stop me when you think we're getting to a loss for Washington mm-hmm. uh, before they get Oregon State and Oregon. Uh, That's I mean, back-to-back that, weeks? Yeah, the, their next four games are UCLA, Arizona State, away, Arizona at Cal, and then they get Oregon State and Oregon uh, back-to-back weeks. So Friday night and then a, uh, and then a Saturday. Wow. So, yeah, that's, that's, Washington's got a chance to get on a run if they keep pinning. And then they've got Colorado before they uh, play Washington State. But, that's that's a, well, right. Yeah. yeah, kind of a bye week for yeah. you think, yeah. to rest some people there. Hey, Bama, we uh, just had one of your brethren, another guy named Bob, called in and said he's struggling, put his mortgage up on Oklahoma, wants to thank you for <laughs> leaving him homeless this weekend. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, for, yeah, well, I was down in Florida and, uh, and Fortunately, I guess as it turned out, my app does not work in Florida because you know you can't oh, bet down there. Because yeah. if you do, you're going to hell. So it's just one of those things that <laughs> they don't allow. So I was not. I would have been right there with him because that game shocked me. I would have. That was my you know quote unquote lock of the week. And I know you guys always hit on those. Always. So, uh, yeah, we never miss Bama. We've never right, missed. That's why. That's why you don't bring me in on that segment. It's just to protect the uh, listeners against uh, my picks. But yeah, that was that was one. That was mine. Would have been that that game not. Not only outright, I just thought Oklahoma was just going to, you know, win by two touchdowns. But uh, yeah, sorry about that, Bob. So, uh, let's you know, go to bad. the let's go to the SEC fellas as we wrap this thing up here. Like for me, the game of the week in the conference was middle of the afternoon, Tennessee and Florida. These two quarterbacks, my God, Richardson and Hooker, did they put on a show or what? Mm-hmm. Uh, Trent, your takeaway: um, Missouri Auburn, just the ineptitude, the awfulness, the, the end. Harson just trying to get fired, he can't. They win the game, and he survives for right. another week. Just awfulness all over the place. You're kickers, right. man. Kickers. The, the scene, though, of Tennessee, Florida. How oh. beautiful that was. The checkered stands mm-hmm. on top of oh, course. Man. How the, many, chep- the overhead shots of that. Wasn't yeah. that just great? Yeah. I just would have watched I mean, it from just- up there. It was just absolutely beautiful. The SEC, it is different when you get an environment like that. Well, that's why I've always said that if I could go to if it's a one stadium and Bama always reminds me, well, if you're going to, you're going to have to leave Ankeny. Right. Uh, right. Neyland is, Neyland is my bucket list stadium in the SEC. When it's good, Bama, and you've been there, when it's good, it's as yeah. good as any of them. 
It really is, and there's a lot of good ones. Um, but it is the setting, the you know, on the on the volunteer navy, the fans, the passion, everything else. And and I've told you for years, you fly, I'll buy. Mm-hmm. You pick the date, and the game, and I'm you know, I know. I'll get the ticket. We'll get us there. But uh, that listen, that was a great game. You mentioned uh, the two quarterbacks played good, are actually great. Um, Hooker is just re- so good. Yep. But Florida's defense has got problems. They still have. I mean, look. You just can't give up that kind of big, big chunk plays. You're just not usually seeing that. I thought Arkansas-Texas A&M was a really good football game uh, in the, in the primetime window there. I had to listen to Tessator through it, but I, I made it through. <laughs> but the Arkansas kicker clanking one off, literally off the top of the upright. Never seen that before wow. at the at the end of the game. It's just one of those oh, really so high Hang on, Batman. Let me interrupt you because I saw a lot of Twitter about that yesterday morning. Yeah. Because of the fact it was an NFL stadium, there were some who felt that that had been played on campus. The kick yep. would have been good. So yep. that must Absolutely. be what they mean. Okay. Yep, because different goalposts. I mean, different uh-huh. different heights or whatever. And so, but it 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 hit. It just didn't hit toward the top of it. It it looped up and bounced wow. and hit the top of the upright and came back down in the field of play. But that was just a really good game. And listen, um, I think you got to give credit to A&M for the response to App State because basically what they've said is, look, it happened. We got to own it. It wasn't a conference game. Let's move on. And move on they have. They beat Miami. And now they beat a really good Arkansas team who now has to somehow recover from that and host Alabama this week. But um, you mentioned Auburn, Missouri. That game, talk, that game should have just ended in a tie. I mean, they should just not have played overtime. I have, I'm trying to think of a game where a team in Harson's press conference, he was just being mocked down here. You know, listen, guys, we found a way to win. Did you really find a way to win, or did a kicker shank a 26 yard field goal at the end of regulation, and did? The guy dropped the ball at the one yard line, and that would have, uh, you know, if he'd have gone, if he'd have held on to it another half second, you would have lost. But so I don't think you really found a way to win. Missouri found a way to lose that twice. But those are just two of the probably worst three teams in that conference. It was just slop. And Georgia, you know, listen, everybody's allowed one of those. I don't think I'm not reading too much into that. Everybody's trying to start thinking, well, maybe there's cracks or yeah. something. They are just. Yeah. They go to Columbia this week, and again, if you want to lay a bet, which you probably shouldn't based on my advice, <laughs> take Georgia in the points. I don't even know what it is uh, because they are. I think they're going to have a get-right in Columbia this week. Well, it's going to be a big – you're going to have to lay a huge number. Yes. Third Saturday yeah. in October. It's always Tennessee, mm. Alabama mm. this year. It's in Knoxville, and Ken, you can get there for just $1,300. That's the get-in? Well, that is uh, to get an airplane from Des Moines to Knoxville. Oh, without the t- well, Bama's looking after the tickets. He's got the tickets, though. I, no, I got the tickets Or a 12-hour get, drive. Get, you can just yeah. hop in the car and get there. Just One day. Uber, Ken. Just for $1,300, bucks, just Uber. <laughs> Maybe when I'm retired. Uh, so let, yeah. let's do this, fellas, because I think we all agree Georgia's still number one. Is there debate now with 2-3? And, and then, I mean, I don't know who 4 is. Uh, Trent, 2-3. Three and four for you. Alabama still deserves okay. it. Vandy's better, and they just absolutely, completely took them out of the mm-hmm. game. So, yeah, I got to keep them at the number three spot from there. Ohio State, and then it was been Michigan for me, and I was kind of at the forefront of that. Maryland game opened my eyes a little yeah. bit. And Clemson, the backup played well against them. Clemson's defense stinks, though. Yep. This is not the same Clemson team as DJ's making his improvements. We've mm-hmm. seen the defense go into the tank here. Who do you like for? I, I don't really like anybody. Minnesota? I liked you. Well, it's not crazy. I mean, seriously, if you take preseason stuff away, 
they've demolished absolutely uh-huh. everybody, and they have a road win as good as anybody right now. Uh, Tennessee, Georgia, Kentucky, they're going to beat each other. Mm-hmm. Um, boy, oh boy, it's not it's not bananas it's not. to think that. Who's uh, is is Alabama still two for you, Bama? That would put Ohio State three. Who's four? Uh, I got Ohio State second. Do you? I just think okay. that one, yeah, I do. I I think they're running the Alabama guy still has trouble running the football, and they didn't. They really didn't try. You you could tell this was what what the game was about Saturday night was about trying to get Bryce Young chemistry with his receivers. Okay, because they've had trouble doing that, and I'm talking about down the field. You know, the kind of the big plays that we're used to seeing with them out of Judy and Devontae Smith and. And Williams and Mechie and all those guys. So he that that's that's clearly what the game plan was, and I think mission accomplished. But they're going into a wholly different environment now when they go to Fayetteville. So I want to see them. Their next two weeks are at Arkansas and at home to Texas A&M. They win those two games. I don't care what Ohio State does. I'll flip them back up to number two. But uh, right now, until they can show me they can, because listen, the one really good team and and you know. Good team that they played. They they struggled yeah. with and were lucky to win on the road. So I'm I'm not putting them second. I got them third. I'm sticking with USC fourth. I know they got warts, and I know it's probably going to flip at some point in terms of the turnover thing. But you mentioned Clemson; they're kind of sliding. It, it's really a toss up to me between Michigan and USC. Again, I give Maryland more credit than I give uh, takeaway. Uh, from what Michigan played in that game, but USC is just finding a way on the road against tough opponent that's better than people think they get four takeaways they're not they're taking care of the ball and it's coach speak but man if you if you don't turn the ball over and force turnovers and get extra possessions you're going to win the majority of your games and i just think that that's that's where they are so i'm leaving them at four until further notice. Yeah, I am too. You know, there is one team kind of on the periphery. Oklahoma State, if the Big 12's got a chance to yeah. get into this thing, they got to keep going. Bama, we're uh, way too... Uh, our next guest was supposed to join us three minutes ago, so we're late. Uh, Bama, we'll talk to you on Friday. Thank you. Take care, guys. Always enjoy it. As do we. Take care. Bama Bob, uh, Trent and I going around college football. Nick Oson, we're sorry we're late. We're coming. You're next. Miller and Condon, Des Moines Sports Station, 106.3. 1-800-BETS-OFF. Like many of you, my the storm recently. My roof had hail damage, and I knew there was one place to call. It's Trent Condon for Wolf Roofing. I've known the team at Wolf Roofing now for almost a decade. They're central Iowans that care about community and doing the job right. Go with a company that you know, a company from here. Go with Wolf Roofing. Set up your appointment at 515-225-8866. 225-8866 or online in Urbandale. Get in on the action with the world's largest sports book. Right at your fingertips. Circa Sports Iowa is where the pros play. Enjoy the highest limits, lowest takeouts, and competitive betting menus. Download, fund, and bet from anywhere in Iowa. Circa Sports Iowa. Sports betting the way it should be. Download your new bookie today. Visit CircaSports.com. Must be over 21 and present in Iowa to bet. Have a gambling problem? Call. You've been waiting for it, and now it's here. Fat Charlie's. Now open in Urbandale, an upscale sports bar with over 50 TVs. A brunch menu available every day starting at 9. On the weekends, free pancakes for kids. And don't forget about the Bloody Mary and Mimosa Bar. You want pizza while watching the game? Fat Charlie's has fresh homemade dough. Make your way to Fat Charlie's, 121st Street. And for podcasting.
Trent Condon here for the Urology Center of Iowa. Now's your chance to sit on the couch guilt-free all weekend long watching football while you heal after your vasectomy from the Urology Center of Iowa. The doctors there perform my procedure in less than a half hour. Make the call to 515-400-3550. That's 400 400- 3550 and online at iowauro.com. A guilt free football watching weekend after your vasecting.net. Now back to Miller and Condon on 106.3 KXNO. Here's Ken and Trent. Hi, Miller and Condon. Welcome back to Moines Sports Station 106.3 KXNO. Let's get right to our friend Nick Oson, cyclonealert.com 24 7 sports. Uh, the K State Iowa State game. Uh, kickoff has been announced at 6.30. Awesome. 6.30 on ESPNU. Night game. Night game indeed. Mm-hmm. Let's get to Nick Olson. Nick Trent and Ken, thanks for coming on, Nick Olson. Nick, it never felt to me that there was a point in the game that um, that seemingly momentum was clearly on Iowa State's side. That, all right, here they go. Uh, they're about to come back and find a way to win this game at home. Uh, it, it didn't feel like that to me at any time watching the game. How about you as you uh, were taking it in from your perch in the press box? Yeah, I think that's definitely a pretty, you know, kind of fair feeling and observation, Ken. The only time I really felt that way, like things are going to go smoothly, Iowa State seems to have kind of turned things around, was going into halftime, I believe. Uh, Decker's found, you know, Dimitri Stanley, who I've kind of talked about here, on just a, a great route, perfect throw. I believe Iowa State was within three and set to get the ball right yep. after half. So that that's kind of the time that I felt that. You know, you can talk a lot about some of the bad calls early and obviously losing a really good player. But to me, and I know that Campbell and, and the staff and the Cyclones will kind of approach it this way, it would seem, the game was there for the taking in the third quarter. And I know that Campbell hit on that in his post-game presser with us as well. But I just felt like that could have been a really huge moment for this team and potentially the trajectory of the season. Of course, it's very early, and they'll get cracks every week against pretty solid teams in the Big 12. But that's kind of where I felt like Iowa State had that chance with the ball, and things obviously didn't go as smoothly as they would have hoped there. So it feels like we got a pretty strong top three now at that wide receiver group. You mentioned Stanley and what he's been able to do. Xavier Hutchinson, 13 targets in the game, eight receptions overall, and Jalen Knoll. Now, out of that next group, we see Wilson, Bitter, Jackson, Shaw. Now, who has the best chance going forward of, of becoming that complimentary fourth receiver that you've seen at this point? Yeah, I think this year it's probably still Shaw. Uh, I yeah. think that he kind of showed really what he can do. He's got the full trust and confidence of the staff and his teammates. I think long-term, I really still think bitter, and I think that he's going to have a Mm. great shot next year when X is gone, Stanley's gone, I believe Shaw is gone as well. So I think he'll have that shot to be up there with Noel and maybe some of the freshmen we've talked about here as well. But right now, it, it kind of feels like Shaw. I just think he's got such a high floor for his game. And like I said, he's shown production. He just did about a week and a half ago, and he's got the confidence of the staff and Deckers, I believe, as well. Uh, let's talk about uh, – we talked when we were Iowa about uh, kids that just uh, seemingly have a uh, – I mean, not limitless ceiling, but uh, certainly you can see them taking major strides in their career. Malik Verdon is that guy for me when it comes to this defense for Iowa State. I- I'm not sure that uh, in the four games they've played this this year – 
that I haven't come away on any Monday and thought uh, and and didn't want to bring him up in the conversation at some point. And this week was no different. They got some really good players on defense for Iowa State, but for Don, to me, when it's all said and done, he's as good as anybody for my money on the defensive side of the ball. Ken, I love to hear that, my friend, because he is actually the main reason I said back in April that I thought the secondary could be the strongest mm-hmm. group on the entire team. And and I tweeted kind of during that game just how many spots he was in on Saturday. I think that he's got an NFL future, clearly is not afraid to hit, and I think that his, his skills and talent will continue to show in coverage as well, especially when they have Johnson and obviously Bo Freeler back after, you know, kind of that targeting call. So I, I totally agree. I think he's got a terrifically high ceiling, especially for how young he is. Jeremiah Cooper's done some great things as a true freshman. And then I was looking at some of the numbers and, and rewatching a little bit uh, Sunday morning, and I think that T.J. Tampa is yep. going to play his way into getting drafted into the NFL. Maybe not this year, obviously, still a junior, but then potentially next year. I just feel that his coverage game has gotten really good, and he's clearly one of the best pure tacklers on the entire team. I want to go uh, here with you. We're talking right now with Nick Oson, 24-7 Sports. And, you know, after the game, there was talk about momentum, and it felt like coming out of the locker room. He had the early pick from Decker's fourth quarter. In between a couple of punts, he had another ball that was interception. What are you seeing in these interceptions? Is it, is it forced? Is it not going through his progressions? What do you think is the issue as these interceptions continue to pile up for Hunter Decker's? Yeah, and I know that's something that we kind of talked about heading into the weekend, too. So, obviously, the ball security was somewhat of an issue in terms of turnovers. I think that one of them was purely bad luck. I believe it was Hutchinson in the middle of the field. Kind of went through his hands, bounced off of a cleat, I believe I saw, and was caught by Baylor. So, I think that was, you know, kind of bad luck. I think that he generally feels that he can make every throw, and and I generally would agree with that statement. I think that his reads are pretty good, but sometimes it's just the accuracy is off enough, and when you're playing against a Baylor or an Iowa compared to an Ohio defense, that's going to stack up, and I know we've kind of talked about that, so I think that's going to be a major point of emphasis this week. I didn't feel that Decker has necessarily played as poorly as some of the numbers showed. I mentioned the Stanley throw, and he hit. I want to say it was Shaw or Noel late in one of the drives where it still felt like the team kind of had a shot. I think that was really an impressive throw. And I know that the confidence is still there. So even though Kansas is playing really good football, their secondary is not necessarily that of of a Baylor or an Iowa. So I think that he's going to have a shot to kind of right some of those issues this weekend in a game that I expect to be pretty high scoring in Lawrence. Uh, so I thought that Cartavius Norton would have a bigger role in the game after he was able to get back into the lineup. And does it sound like to you that Remsburg, uh, that this is going to be the week that they plug him in there uh, at, at right tackle? How about the walking wounded Nor- uh, Norton and Remsburg? Yeah, it was kind of exactly what I expected with, with Remsburg. I, I put to some of our VIPs, you know, he was obviously dressed and active, but they weren't going to kind of rush things with him. And Trivers played really well up until this Saturday. I think that he struggled over this weekend. Remsburg was running and jumping around before the game. So I, I would be pretty surprised if you don't see Remsburg at all uh, this weekend. I think that he is certainly cleared to go. And I think that 
this last game kind of showed if he's up for that, they might need him on that right tackle spot because several members, um, you know, kind of on the entire team missed some things. And, and Triber obviously missed a couple blocks uh, Saturday. And then Norton, I, I just felt like he's healthy, but yeah, didn't necessarily show some of that burst that we'd really seen. I think he's just kind of getting back into some things there. But other than kind of some bumps and bruises, I feel that the team is overall in a pretty healthy spot. And I think you will see some Jake Ramsberg against Kansas. Uh, Nick, we got to let you go. A couple of things you'd like to promote at CycloneAlert.com. What's going on, Nick? Yeah, so this is the last day for that VIP promo where you can get 50% off annual VIP. The, the site is really in a great spot. And actually someone that I'll be podcasting with this week, Michael Swain, helped nice. get me into a great mm, spot yeah. here. And obviously we'll be facing each other this weekend with that matchup. So thank you guys so much. Uh, things are things are going well, and the Cyclones look to get back on the winning track this weekend. Well, tell Michael Swain hi for uh, both Trent and I, and uh, we appreciated that relationship as we do with uh, you uh, now manning the ship over at CycloneAlert.com. Nick, have a great week. We'll talk to you next Monday. Thank you very much. You too, guys. Thank you. Thank you, Nick Olson, 24-7 Sports CycloneAlert.com. All right, our final break. We'll come back. Mr. Monday Night makes his appearance. He's next. Miller and Condon are on Des Moines Sports Station 106.3. At EDU. I don't know about you, but when I'm going out, I want some good food. Not just frozen food thrown in a fryer. Get that good bar fare at Fat Charlie's in Urbandale. I want a beer? They got me covered. I want to catch the game? How about 50 TVs, including Thursday night football? If you're shut out at home, Fat Charlie's has you covered. Urbandale's Upscale Sports Bar. It's Fat Charlie's, just off 8035 on the Douglas exit. I'll see you at 7th and 8th. Guys, for an excuse to watch football all weekend long, then schedule your vasectomy with the Urology Center of Iowa. The Urology Center of Iowa offers nitrous during your vasectomy, cutting-edge technology to help you relax during your procedure. Make the call to 515-400-3550. That's 400-3550 or online at iowauro.com. Vasectomies with the Urology Center of Iowa. And tell them you heard it I- on KXNO. NFL action is in full swing at DraftKings Sportsbook. They're an official sports betting partner of the NFL. Touchdowns, big plays, and even bigger wins for you. New customers, how about this? $5, bet that. On any NFL team, just to win, you'll get $200 in free bets if they do. And if that's not enough, everyone can boost their winnings with DraftKings Stepped Up. Same game parlays right now for every leg you add. You can boost your winnings up to 100%. Bigger payouts than ever. Why would you bet anywhere else on football? To make things even sweeter, you can throw down on Stepped Up. Same game parlays once per game day all season long. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app right now. Use promo code KXNO and you'll get $200 in free bets if your team wins when you place a $5 bet on any football game. Again, promo code KXNO only at DraftKings Sportsbook. Must be 21 or older. Iowa only. Bonus issued as free bets. One boost per eligible game. Opt-in required. Parlay and wagering restrictions apply. Eligibility and terms at DraftKings.com slash football terms. Gambling problem call women's. Is now the best time ever to own a single family rental home in Des Moines. Trent Condon here from my good friends at Renner's Warehouse. And I'm here to tell you housing prices are falling but rents are rising. And with low inventories, They're stronger than ever. What does this mean for you? It's not always a seller's market, but it is always a renter's market, especially when you hire Renter's Warehouse to manage the process for you. With selling, you never know what you're going to get. With renting, 
you can be confident in your ability to earn monthly cash flow, appreciation, and tax benefits for the long term. And with Renner's Warehouse, you can sit back and collect the money. Tenants, they find the best. Rent, they collect it for you. Maintenance requests, they handle them 24-7. All for just one low monthly flat fee. They'll even warranty your tenants for free. Don't sell. Cash in and rent your home with Renner's Warehouse instead. Find out how much rent your home can get by visiting Renner'sWarehouse.com or call 515-528-4429 on Peacock. Joined by Dr. Kelsey Sawatsky from Elite Eye Care. Dr. Sawatsky, you can help people that have had issues wearing contacts with specialty contact lenses. What's cool about them is they can fit all sorts of different eyes. So if you have an eye disease or really high prescription and you can't wear soft contact lenses, we fit you in these specialty contact lenses that allow you to get clear vision and good comfort. If people are looking to give contacts another shot, tell them where they can go. Come out to Elite Eye. You can visit our website, eyedoctordemoines.com and set up an appointment. Get in on the action with the world's largest sports book. Right at your fingertips. Circus Sports Iowa is where the pros play. Enjoy the highest limits, lowest takeouts, and competitive betting menus. Download, fund, and bet from anywhere in Iowa. Circus Sports Iowa. Sports betting the way it should be. Download your new bookie today. Visit circusports.com. Must be over 21 and present in Iowa to bet. Have a gambling problem? Call 1-800-BETS-OFF. Like many of you, my home was hit a storm recently. My roof had hail damage. And I knew there was one place to call. It's Trent Condon for Wolf Roofing. I've known the team at Wolf Roofing now for almost a decade. They're central Iowans that care about community and doing the job right. Go with a company that you know. A company from here. Go with Wolf Roofing. Set up your appointment at 515-225-8866. 225-8866 or online, wolfroofing.net. Back to Miller and Condon on KXNO. And Trent's Pick of the Day, presented by Circus Sports Iowa. Final couple of minutes here on a Monday. Des Moines Sports Station, 106.3 KXNO. Time for Mr. Monday Night. It is the Cowboys on the road taking on the Giants. Giants open up as a four-point favorite. Numbers down to one everywhere. Mr. Monday Night, which direction are you leaning? Mr. Monday Night continues his hot run. 6-2-1 yesterday in the NFL. Don't look at my college picks. And I am going with the Dallas Cowboys. I love this spot for Dallas. Cooper Rush. How big of a gap is it between him and Dak? Not as big as I would have thought. Not even close. I think Dallas is the right side. Are we really going to be talking about a 3-0 Giants team with the Bears on tap next? I just can't see it. I think the NFL guys are just going to say, this team is not good enough to be 3-0. Dallas, give me the Cowboys. You can get a point, maybe a point and a half with some extra juice. Just play the money line. It becomes an even bet if you do that. I like what Dayball's doing for that Giants team. I will give him credit for that. But uh, I'm with you, Trent. If I had to, I would lean that way as well. All right, Murph and Andy are coming up at 1KX to know the drive at 3 o'clock. A Cyclone Insider Radio tonight with Hines uh, and Petey. It goes from 6 until 6.30. Then Iowa State Coaches Show takes over at that time. So lots of local programming here on Des Moines Sports Station.